0: This is the Cigar Authority.
1: Go, Harry. Go. The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking
0: about. Featuring cigar celebrities from
1: every major cigar brand. I gotta see some serious Oh, so oh.
2: With your host, David Garoppolo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy.
3: I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And
2: Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Mr. Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here.
4: This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life.
3: Who wants to have some fun?
4: Saturday, Rock.
5: Since 2012, we are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seawork, New Hampshire. This week, just celebrated Two Guys Smoke Shop's 27th anniversary. And we have the details including the winners and the losers uh, and all the information including the big show next year. La Gianna turned 18 and I celebrated like it was 1994. And we're going to uh, tell you all about that. We're going to actually do it today. M.D., Ph.D., and a bunch of other letters, including scientists. Dr. Mark S. Marcosi will join us to talk about the myths of mouth cancer and that cigars are actually good for you. We'll get into that and lots more. And cigars for warriors, why not? They deserve it, and we'll tell you all about
0: it and how you can be part of it. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, that is The Cigar Authority, named appropriately for obvious reasons, on the United Retailers Radio Network. The only, only syndicated radio show in New England, in the world for that matter, that is broadcast on location and the only radio show that allows smoking. Yes, we actually smoke premium cigars on air during the show. You can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com. That's thecigarauthority.com. Watch us live or catch the podcast on demand anytime on iTunes. Set it and forget it.
5: And uh, that is Chuck Morrison. I'm David Garofalo. And we have no Mr. Jonathan, who's usually the sidekick over here. Yeah, No Mr. Jonathan this week. He's doubling up on weddings.
0: Is he listening? He's listening. Of course yeah.
5: He's listening, and he's taking notes, and he's going to tell us what we were doing wrong. Yeah. Anyway, what he is doing wrong is actually being somewhere else other than here, so uh, that's what he's doing wrong. Anyway, but he's out there making lots of money. Um, This is the end of wedding season, and so he thought he'd double up. So good for you. Make some money. Um, And uh, in the meantime, we are going to party like it's 1994. Yeah, baby. So what happened in 1994 is uh, the first cigar will light up. This is actually vintage cigar. So we're going to smoke cigars from 1994. This is 18 years old, and as we take it out of the cellophane, you'll notice the discoloration of the cellophane, uh, actually cloudiness that's on here from the sugars that, that uh, built up on the uh, outside of the wrapper, the yellowness of the wrapper. Uh, even the cellophane is different than how cellophane is nowadays. Huh. It's, it's more crackly. Or, yeah. Know, it's... it's I don't know what... It feels thing. different, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a different type of thing. You'll notice also that the cigar is very loose inside there because the cigar actually shrunk a little bit after all those years. Okay. So this is La Gianna Havana, and this is uh, the story that goes beyond uh, with this is um, in 1994, uh, me and my wife, Laurie, uh, found out we're going to have a baby, and we wanted to know right away is it going to be a boy or a girl, and they said it's going to be a girl, and... Uh, as a cigar shop owner, at that time, uh, what am I, about nine years in the in the cigar business? Uh, I said, well, you know, what people normally do is pass out cigars uh, when they have a baby. The problem is I own, at the time, three cigar stores. So I'm going to have to pass out an awful lot of cigars that day. <laughs> so instead of just uh, grabbing any cigar, why don't I make one? We know we're going to call her Gianna. So let's make a cigar. And we contacted um, a cigar manufacturer uh, called Caribe at the time, uh, who later turned into somebody else anyway, and uh, said, you know, I actually contacted a few different companies. I contacted the people of Hoya de Monterey because I was a fan of the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur uh, in those days. And I said, uh, can you guys make uh, this cigar for me? And they said, sure. And they started working on it. And then they said... They call me up a few weeks later, and they go, you know what? We're not going to be able to do it because uh, something is going on. The, the demand for cigars is going crazy. We can't keep up with it. And it had been going on all year, and uh, we don't know exactly what's happening. Uh, over the past few years, it's increased, but now it's really going crazy. This was later to be known as the cigar boom. And uh, I said, okay. Uh, I jumped over to Karibs. Uh, can you guys make the cigar for me? Sure. And I ordered a few thousand cigars uh, with a band on it. And this was the band, like it, uh, La Giana Havana, and a blue angel, a little cherub, right? Yeah. And a yellow yeah. band with uh, red lines on it. And this uh, somewhat resembled, at the time, the Hoya de Monterrey Double Corona Cuban cigar, of with the with the red lines All that right. are on it. So um, I said, okay, let me. Uh, uh, Get me a few thousand of them. Uh, we got it in plenty of time uh, for Gianna to be born, and it was October 4th, 1994. Gianna's born, and I have to pass out cigars. Everybody was saying to me, boy, the cigar is great. Thanks. Love the cigar. Love the cigar. Love the cigar. I heard it so often that I said, I think I'm going to keep the cigar going. It's that popular. People love it that much. Turns out people love free cigars it wasn't so much that this cigar was so great the idea was that it was a free cigar yeah um so i had ordered them and we had a box made for them and it went on for years and years at one point we had a distributor uh selling the cigar it was in say six to eight hundred cigar shops across the country Uh, the distributor was dealing with it. it was a company called gary scott international and they had the cigar jar Uh, which was their product, they advertised the cigar jar with the La Giana cigars inside of it, and they were getting such a demand for the cigars, they said, can we distribute the cigar? So that's how that happened. Remember, this is 1994. Cigars are tough to get. By 1995, you know, it was impossible to get cigars. I mean, if if you were new to to a cigar manufacturer, you just couldn't get cigars. I was, uh, at, at that time, 94, I was eight years in.
0: And uh, sound, I was having
5: hard times. That's
0: That, that sounds, sound, by the way, is the actual lighting of a cigar, lighting. which we actually do on the show. So a quick question for you, Dave. Yep. It, it, you manufactured, you produced a cigar. Was this your first endeavor by uh, producing cigars? No. The first one we did was Dos Ombre that okay. we still have around, and, and incidentally...
5: Uh, Sombre is over 20 years old. This is over 18 years old. You can go around the cigar shop and look around and try to find cigars that have been around that long. Good point. And it's a hard thing to find. Good point. Let alone a cigar shop that's 27 years in business. But uh, we held on to our brands. Um, some things would change. Blends were tweaked. Tobaccos were, um, w- were messed with And uh, as things ended up changing. But the core part of what this cigar is all about stayed the same. The idea of this cigar was a creamy, mild, smooth cigar. You're getting it. I'm going to tell you the truth. You're probably not going to beat up the cigar because I gave it to you and it's 18 years old. And it's and I, free. And it's free, and I, and I only have one more. Um, there's not a lot of taste going on here. The th- uh, mm. All tobacco, anyway, mild and mellows out to begin with. It was a mellow cigar to begin with. And in 1994, nobody, not nobody because it was few exceptions to it, including the Toro Fuente, that actually didn't rush the hands of time. That was their their slogan, and they stuck by it. And they did not rush the cigars, but... To be honest with you, everybody else did. The demand was so high, everybody was pumping out cigars as fast as they could. They were not curing it uh, long enough. They were not aging the tobacco long enough before they turned it into a cigar. All the different steps that go into cigars nowadays, everything on that end was rushed. And I'll tell you, not only is it better today that they don't rush the process, they do the process better on top of it. I've said it many times, I continue to say it, cigars have never been better than they are today. We're smoking an eighteen-year-old cigar. This was as good as I could get it in nineteen ninety-four, and it's it's a you know to me it's it's a little papery tasting. Uh, There's there's no oomph. I mean they were using lower priming stuff today. They call them sand leaves on the plant, the lowest part of the plant um, that's actually touching the ground almost. They call it sand leaves. They snap those off. They let them stay on the ground so that more nutrients can go up to the other. Uh, tobacco. Hmm. If they left them on there, some nutrients would go in there, but not enough to have any flavor to it. They were using that stuff in those days. They were using every single thing because the demand was so strong. Money was out there. They were dangling it to people. I was a, a, um, a cigar store at the time. I mean, I was just asking them to rush. I mean, I would ask Fuente. The demand was that high. Yeah. I said, just put the band on it and send it to me. I'll buy it anyway. No. And not realizing at the time they were building a brand name. They did not want to get that out. Mm-hmm. La Gloria Cubana at the time was another one. They were not rushing the stuff, and their cigar was tops, and so was La Gloria Cubana. But I, I was talking to somebody a little earlier today, and they were talking about old brands were around at that time, and some of the brands um, got sold out. They didn't become what they are. They, you know, for some reason or another, cigars aren't what they were, you know. A great cigar in that day, let's take a a Toro Fuente then, and and that was the best that was out there, and you smoke that 1994 Toro Fuente today, it's not so good. Again, they weren't rushing. uh, They were doing it the right way, but things have improved so much agriculturally Mm. in that kind of amount of time, 18 years. So, you know, it it seems like uh, I'm, I'm a broken record saying that, Tobacco has never been better than it has been, but it's a fact. Dramatic things have changed over these past years, so therefore... How about, you know, you (inaudible) talk
0: about the product being better. How about the value? I mean, cigars right now, I can't believe the deals that exist out there in terms of pricing. Has that always existed, or was it, you know...
5: Well, in those days, um, when the boom hit, cigars started going through the roof, and, and, you know, an average cigar was, say, $10 at that point, and and it's not the case now. You can buy good cigars for less than that. Before the boom had happened... Uh, I'll take La Gloria Cubana for instance. The Way that got all the attention when that cigar came out. Tasty, made in Miami, which is high labor costs and everything was a dollar thirty-five. You had a Fuente, uh, a Fuente eight five eight was a dollar eighty-five. Um, Macanudos at about a dollar. Tiamos, which were popular at the time, about a dollar. Hmm. Uh, there's no dollar. Cigars anymore can't be. I mean, the the uh, the tax alone coming into the United States, uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're paying the dollar just on the tax alone. So right. it doesn't work to that. But 18 years later or something, has cigar prices doubled or tripled? Yeah, they probably tripled. But you're saying it's because of the taxes more right. than anything. More than anything. Yeah. Um, so th- those changes were done anyway. So as, as I said, uh, this was uh, Thursday. It was uh, La Gianna's. 18th birthday, La Giana Cigars, and La Giana, the, my daughter herself, and I've been talking to her for, uh Jesus, as long as I can remember, showing her my humidors right in the living room, and I'd show her these cigars that we're smoking right now, all these years, and say, when you turn 18, we're going to smoke this cigar, yeah, 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 and time went on and on and on. Now, had she smoked anything prior to that? Nope. So, uh I said to her maybe six months ago, you know, oh, here's the cigars when you're 18 or something. Yep. And uh, I said, listen, if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. Yeah. Now it's getting to be showtime or something. Don't bother. No, no, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So uh, Thursday, uh, she's in college. I picked her up at college, and uh, we went out to dinner at Morton's, which is a whole story amongst itself. Which uh, <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> Go into, with, you know, just to share with you guys, go, go into Morton's and me, my wife and daughter, and we all order the steak. And I said, okay, for sides, we'll have this, this, and this. And the waiter is looking at me as I'm ordering. The sides go in the middle of the thing, and you take a little bit of each or whatever. And it's you to the share. table, yeah. So uh, I said, we'll take this, this, and this or whatever. And, and he's shaking his head no as as I'm saying it. And he said, uh, yeah, that's too much. I'm going to take this away and this away, and I'm going to bring you that. I have such
3: an
0: issue with that. (laughs) That bothers me so much. You're you're the customer. If it's too much, whatever, that's your opinion. Let the customer get what he or she wants, period. He said no, and he walked away, and
5: we are all looking at each other and said, you know, is that really what just happened? He's a hack. I'll tell you, as a fat guy, this is not the first time (laughs) this has happened to me. (laughs) I thought he was a skinny guy. That bothers me. I don't care. you know? So he actually did not give me the sides I ordered. And um, my daughter's looking forward to creme brulee, her favorite dessert. That's what she wants at the end of it. And she's saying it as we're driving there. Can't wait for the creme brulee. And they come over and uh, they say, okay, uh, you guys want dessert? And she says, I'll have creme brulee. And he said, no. He said, I got something special for you. And then he took take an order from my wife. And then I just ordered coffee. And he goes away, and my daughter looks at me and said, "You got to be kidding me!" I agree with. <laughs> I agree, with Gianna. Gianna is one hundred percent right. It's my birthday. I want the creme brulee. Bring it to me. And they brought her out a, a beautiful souffle uh, with the candle on it and the whole bin. Everything was beautiful and stuff, and she liked it and everything. But she was dying for the creme brulee, and she didn't get to have it. <sighs> Because, no, nope, we have something special for you. So, I don't know. how. I'll tell you, the waiter was awesome. He was very friendly and everything like that. But I was just taken back by, um, nope, too many side <laughs> orders. You're not going to do it. No soup for you. He's, he's the waiter Nazi is yeah. what he is. Uh, and this has happened to me before. A bunch of us got together and did Chinese food. Another time where you share everything that goes in the middle of the table, and it's for everybody. And the waiter says, that excessive. And he started crossing out <laughs> things that
0: I ordered. It was too excessive, the amount of things I ordered. Does he realize that his tip has a direct correlation to the <laughs> amount of food that you order? I mean, what do you – I know who he's voted for. That's that's for sure.
5: And he, he cut the order down, and he brought the order. We ate every single drop that was ordered, and if there was more there, we would have ate that too. It's not like I'm a big uh, takeout guy, you know, with the um, doggy bags. Yeah. And I've heard stories of these things that are leftovers, <laughs> but it really doesn't happen on my plate, yeah. on my run anyway, and uh, – yeah. It's just the craziest thing anyway. But it was uh, it, w- it was a lot of fun, and uh, we drove back, and we're heading back up, and she says, well, are we are going to do the cigars or what? 18 years in the making. I said, you really want to do this? And she said, yeah, we, we- where do you want to do it? I, ha- I had the cigars with me anyway. Yeah. And I said, well, I know a guy that owns a cigar shop up the street here, <laughs> which is us as we were driving back uh, to Salem. So we went in, and uh, we must have sat up there for a couple of hours, and we not only smoked this cigar. Up in your office? Uh, no, right in the um, the club, the yep. Deuces Club party area. Yep. And I said, okay, we're going to smoke this old 18-year-old uh, La Gianna. We had a box of, um, not a box, some singles I saved from Nat Sherman, who sent me cigars that said Gianna Rose Garofalo printed on the cellophane uh, as a gift. Then I saved those cigars, too. Awesome. Again, 18 years old. Um, so wow. let's try a little of this. Let's go on to the Nat Sherman and try that and uh she said I thought it was going to be different than it was you guys were chain smoking yeah <laughs> she she expected the flavors that Especially Mr. Jonathan brings up. Oh, sure, time. yeah. She said, where is that Kamalata? Where's the celery? Where's yeah. the yeah. – <laughs> no, not the celery necessarily. So I was it. explained to her how to taste and, and look for that. This was a uh, Cigar 101 that went on for a couple of hours. Cool. Uh, had a light. There's a cut it. And then I said, okay, now I'm Did gonna... you rip
0: open a cigar and like show yep, her the inner yep. – Yeah,
5: We did the short fill and the long fill, we went through, it, went through it all. And then I said, okay, now I want to go on to today's La Giana. And we did a natural and a Maduro, and she said, I like the new one better than this. And I said, I agree with you. It has more flavor. It tastes like something as opposed to seriously. I mean, we're not getting a lot out of this, right? Well, I'll
0: t- I've got a flavor. You do? I have a flavor. Okay. And it- have you ever had, and I haven't seen them in a while. I'd
5: ring the bell, but I don't have one here. Oh, it's my
0: bad. No, that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Those caramelized, it was like uh, caramel little candies, and they had the marshmallow in the center.
5: Caramelized candy. You know what I'm
0: talking about, anyone? It was like It's like a small little size of a quarter, maybe uh, maybe a half-inch. Thick, and it was round, and it was caramel, hard, hard candy. No, no, it was chewable, okay, chewable. They came in like a package of twelve, right? And it was caramel, and in the center you had marshmallow. I forget what they were called. They were I don't delicious. Know that's the flavor I'm getting right now. Really? Yes. The cigar, it's it's obviously very mild. This is a perfect morning smoke, in my opinion. You know, not not necessarily like you're saying a flavor bomb, but that's the flavor. It's like a caramel, smooth, milk,
5: creamy. Was what we were going for then. To me, it's so milked out. I mean, it's so washed out from as I can remember it, mm. uh, or my tastes have changed over the years. And this was, this is so light. Oh yeah, very Could it light. Could be any lighter than
0: this. I yeah, mean, it's almost airy. Yeah. Which again, for the morning, you know, this is my yeah. first smoke of the day. It's probably your tenth, but for me, it's uh, no. It's,
5: it is my first. Oh, it is. Yeah, because I wanted to be clean tasted, not you know, smoking this again anyway. Are
0: we going to be smoking the? Uh, the others, the more... yes,
5: we're going to smoke a regular Lagiana um, of today, and then we're going to smoke the ten four, which is the ten four is a box press Maduro uh, Lagiana. Lagiana has a natural and a Maduro. The Maduro version has one size that the the rest don't, which is a box press Maduro called the ten four, which stands for October fourth, her birthday. Right. So why not? Right. Awesome.
0: So these are right off the shelf. Yep. So we're getting a real comparison here: eighteen yeah. year old tobacco versus. From
5: the same factory. Yeah. The the factory later became Camacho. Okay. At that time, there was no Christian Aroa was not uh, doing it. It was Sal Fontana. It was in Honduras. Same farm? Same farm. Same place that the farm was at. Uh, uh, Christian's dad, Sal Fontana, the late Sal Fontana, used to be uh, La Fontana Cigars. Uh, Sal uh, had this whole thing going with it, and um, we just kept it going. We did We went through the process with the uh, people um, distributing it, and then the cigar boom was over in 1997. They got out of the business. I took the brand back completely as a house brand and uh, just never stopped uh, going with it. Since then, obviously, you see the band change. Uh, I remember when we did that, I don't know if she became a teenager or what what ended up happening or 10 years old or whatever it was that we changed it. She started growing up. You know, it's a baby at this point, and then she became like a little girl, and... uh, so I don't know what to do now. She's a lady. Yeah, I don't know what to do next. Maybe we do something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but it was the uh, uh, evolving of this brand. Also, the same thing exactly happens with Dos Ombre. As the years went on, the we just try to make it better. You know, keep its its core what it's supposed to be. You know, it doesn't go from a mild cigar to a strong cigar, but it goes it changes with um, the American taste buds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when, when we when we light up the the natural. And, and I was smoking them side by side uh, that night. You know, I started with this for a while, and then exactly what's happening now, I'm just like, where's the beef here? There's not, not a lot of flavor coming. Let me light this up. I'm dry, dying to see. Yeah. And there is subtleties of the same thing, hmm. uh, which, you know, it stayed the core, what it, what it was supposed to be. But then there's some flavor, that it, you know. And, and a, a lot of it has to do with 18 years. Yeah. Now, is there a point um, where the thing starts falling down, you know, uh, um Great wine matures at a certain peak and then it's and then it starts going downhill. I think this is way past its peak. I mean So tobacco has kind of the same thing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, All right. and a stronger tobacco you get peaks at longer years you know you can hang on to a a stronger cigar for many more years when a mild cigar maybe a a few years in and then it's starting to go down to to, again this is so subjective to everybody's taste and how they feel about it but that's what i'm getting out of i believe me i want to love the cigar and say this is the greatest thing there's not a lot happening here for me I, i can barely taste anything i'm smoking but you know short of that uh, and you can see how brittle, you know, yeah. the tobacco is in mean, yeah. 18 years. I kept it as best as I could. Listen, I'm a pro. I have has uh, been kept active and, you know, never forgotten about for 18 years. This is as best as you're going to get yeah. maintaining a cigar for this amount of time. And cellophane as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Well,
5: that's another thing. There's always a debate. Keep the cellophane mm. on, mm. take it off. Keep it on, keep it off. I took some without cellophane. I took, put some with cellophane. Same cigar. Same cigar. And I wanted to see what ended up happening and all this stuff. A little more damage, a, a little more beat up on the non-cellophane cigar, even though I, I wasn't banging them around at all sure. for 18 years and stuff. Just the air or whatever it it's is, and just, just being there, it got a little more beat up, um, You know, maybe between opening and closing the tobacco from um, the moisture that went in there or whatever. It got more beat up. Um, you saw what happened anyway. They shrunk. Yeah. The cigars shrunk uh, over
0: that time. Were they the same size, the, the cellophane? Yeah, the, they were yep.
5: the same. Um, I had, um, you know, this is not the first time smoking an old cigar. I mean, I've had cigars from the 60s and things like that. One of the most expensive cigars I ever smoked was the Davidoff Dom Perignon, uh, $300 cigar. They stopped making them years and years ago. I had the cigar. I waited for a special occasion to uh, smoke it. And I was looking forward for so long. I must have held on to it for about two years after I got it, which was many, many years old. And uh, it was the most uh, uneventful cigar. You know, what a letdown. Really? What a letdown. I was expecting so much of it. And, again, it was much of what's happening here. It's burning perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect, perfect burn. But... um, it just wasn't, the, the oils in the tobacco were gone, there wasn't a lot of flavor to it, and I appreciated what it was and everything, but if, if I had bought it for $10, I would have felt like I overpaid, and I paid 300 for it. And it was like, nah, there's nothing here. It was way past its prime. I know there's guys out, you know, still to this day, I mean, that's a sought-after cigar. If anybody ever had it had it out there, I don't know, I'd like to know your opinion because there's not a lot of us uh, who smoked that cigar in recent years. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it was the greatest. I wanted yeah. to love it. Believe me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything was perfect when I sat down and smoked it. Everything uh, was the right day. It was the right after eating the right foods. Yeah. Every possible thing could, could be done.
0: There was nothing to it. It was
5: like uh, – Let
0: down. Yeah. So going back to your point though because that, that's a common question, especially when people first get humidors, they want to know when they're store in the cigars. Should I keep it in the cellophane? Should I take it out? So you kind of did like – and we're going to have a scientist on today. You kind of did like your own little scientific research yeah. here. So you had two identical cigars, one stored with the cellophane, still intact, still yep. with the, the cigar still in the cellophane, yep. and the other one naked, if you will. Yeah. And you're saying a little more damage yeah I would if I was doing it again I would leave them cellophane you would any difference uh,
5: in flavor or taste no um, but it was the, the cigar was more beat up um, let's assume I had a full box uncellophane full box sealed not separated half and half yeah and and that's the way it came and it stayed on cellophane it, it was started on cellophane it stayed on cellophane I'm okay with it like that that's the way it came Yeah. Um, actually opening the box up and taking some out and some in. Why, in hmm. in, in God's name, I didn't save two boxes? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I ordered thousands and thousands of these things. You only saved one. Saved
0: one. Wow. How many do you have left?
5: We smoked handful. two. I made the mother light one up, and she took one puff uh, and said, forget about it. So, And we're smoking two here, so yeah. that's five. I got 20 left.
0: Okay. You know wow! I mean, wow! That's it.
5: And and it's you know uh, should I hang on to these when she has a baby or do anything? They're gone. It's over. It's uh, flavor. So you know. I, yeah,
0: I think I'm. Mean, it's, it's like a, a bottle. Like it's a great analogy. Yeah. It's like a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. But was, I, I'm telling you, Dave, I, you're you're kind of beating this thing up. It's I, I like it. I mean, again, it, it's very mild, no question about yeah. it. Very mild, but it does have that consistency of a cream flavor. And again, I give it the analogy of that caramel. Charlie uh, Charlie in the chat here says it was caramel creams is what they were called. I don't know that. Yeah, I'll bring some in next week. They still make it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I will bring some in. You're yeah. going to fall in love.
5: <laughs> And that's what I need. That's another story I'll tell uh, later on today. We'll talk about uh, two guys, 27th anniversary party, and I made a new friend. And uh, he's in the uh, food business, uh, actually the dessert food business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the last thing I need is a guy like this guy. And he goes, well, you got a friend. And I go, it's nice, but this is not what my diet (laughs) needs is a friend like you. But I have a new friend. And it's a very interesting story because it started out as a cigar authority. Uh, How this whole thing came about. It's a great interesting story of somebody, everybody out there has heard of. I don't care if uh, you like cigars or you don't like cigars because it has nothing to do with cigars. So there's my tease anyway. Like it. uh, Let's go to break. Okay. When we come back, uh, is popcorn bad for you, bad for your lungs? We'll explain that. Two Guys' 27th anniversary is behind you. We'll give you the details on that. And the doctor is in the house, Dr. Mark S. Marcosi. You're not going to believe this information. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vail Connect If you're listening to the Cigar Authority Radio on the
4: United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com.
1: And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at CigarStation.com. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous, the light, easy, and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series, from Hammer and Sickle. Live well.
3: Hi, this is
5: John Cazaro from the Oliva family of cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. That's where we're doing the radio show. And we're rocking you here here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. We do it every week at a radio, at a cigar shop, because we actually smoke cigars during the show, because we're talking about cigars, we want to explain to you about the cigars, we have to smoke the cigars, and and today we're smoking a Circa 1994 La Gianna Havana cigar to celebrate Gianna's 18th birthday. So this is an 18-year-old La Gianna, and to me personally,
0: past its prime, you're loving it. I'm telling you, and I'm about to say this because you're my boss. Yeah. Because you gave me an 18-year-old cigar. Gun to head. I like the cigar. It's mild. I'm getting that caramel cream milk flavor. I like it a lot. Well, this will be an
5: interesting thing. Light the new La Giana now. but right. you, you
0: can keep that one going, oh, I too. Am. I am. Because
5: we can bounce around back and forth and actually see what has happened over 18 years. Uh, this tobacco that we, we're smoking now is probably at least three years old. Okay. Okay. Um, they, they usually use aged tobacco to begin with, and the cigar, after it's rolled, is as young as nine months uh, and as old as, say, a year and a half or something, so it's um, after it's you know, you, after it's been rolled or something, by the time it gets shipped into this country, by the time it gets on our shelves, I typically say to customers uh, that come in and say, Do "You have any fresh cigars or anything like that?" The freshest cigar we usually have is about three years old. Interesting, I didn't know that. And certainly, there is uh, machine-made stuff that bangs out of machines yeah, real quick. Yeah, but that's
0: not premium. That's uh, yeah.
5: That's you don't want uh, you don't want a fresh cigar and you don't want a fresh glass of wine because that would be grape juice and the same thing happens with fresh tobacco that's brand new, it'd be green and grassy and it doesn't go through its process and all that stuff. But anyway, let's get down to business. Uh, With us today is, uh, he's a doctor, he has uh, a PhD, an MD, Uh, he's got lots of letters after his name, it's just unbelievable, but most importantly he is a scientist and with us is Dr. S. Marcosi. Thank you, Mark, for coming and seeing us again.
7: Good to be here, happy birthday to your daughter. Oh, thank Uh, you. This is also our anniversary. Yes, Um, Yes. So my wife is waiting for me to take her to dinner.
5: Good. Beautiful. Happy anniversary to you you. guys. Uh, That's why Jonathan is not here today because uh, a lot of weddings. Busy weddings. And you had your wedding how many years ago? 29. 29.
7: So next year will be a big, bigger <laughs> yeah. one. We'll, we'll be up here for something.
5: <laughs> okay. So uh, we, uh, just, just so you know, uh, we've been doing this radio show almost three years now. We have a lot of listeners, uh, different radio stations, but we also do a podcast on it. And uh, it's out there in the um, hemisphere or whatever, or yeah. blogosphere, whatever it is, uh, for people to get and listen to at all times. The show that you were on with us in the past... Uh, that show uh, where you told us about um, the health consequences with premium cigars uh, was the most listened to show we ever had. So I thank you for that. People care what you have to say.
7: Well, that's that's good to know. People should have the facts, which they don't really get from the government. And uh, you know, all the information uh, that we talked about then and that we're going to talk about today is available to your listeners at www.insiders101.com. Everything's there for free. Go on and take a look. A lot of
5: information f- uh, for you folks to listen to and to uh, and to see for yourself. Uh, so uh, just bring us up to speed of how you started out as as a doctor and a scientist uh, dealing with tobacco.
7: Well, tobacco, like any other major health issue, was one of the things I studied as a scientist at the National Institutes of Health, and we had access to you know the largest data, largest studies that had ever been done at that point. And uh, we amazingly found when you were able to break smoking down by half a pack a day, usually they just lump. Cigarette smoking. Cigarette smoking. We could break it down by half a pack a day. We separated the cigar and the pipe smoking instead of just lumping it all
5: together. Because it's all different. It is different. It's all
7: different. The study was big enough to break it out. And we found that if you smoke less than half a pack a day of cigarettes or Cigars and pipes only, you actually had a, uh, for the cigar and pipe smokers, a somewhat lower overall risk of disease and death, and the half a pack a day cigarette smokers. Uh, were essentially the same as non-smokers, but they had healthier weight. They were better able to maintain a healthy weight.
5: That is amazing information, and it should be the front page of the newspapers. It should be the front story on the news, and they just will not cover it. They will not talk about it. It's just
7: what the facts showed in the largest study that had ever been done on the health of Americans where we could look at this, and uh, we published it in the American Journal of Public Health. 1989, my co-author came to visit me last summer, and we discussed it, and we were we over c- cigars.
5: <laughs> is that <laughs> and, uh, something? And, I
7: mean, he knows the facts, and, and you just, you know, you don't abuse anything. Now, we need to be clear. You know, heavy smokers, more than a pack a day, two packs a day, you are going to have problems of one kind or another. Too
5: much of anything. Too much of anything.
7: Um, but moderation is the key.
5: And a certain moderation, and they say in the wine, you know, have a glass of wine yes, a day, now, and it ends up, and have a couple of cigars a day, it's okay. We're going to talk
7: about alcohol in terms of oral cancer today, which is some of the news that, 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 that I have for you. But again, um, the facts show that moderate wine consumption, you're actually healthier than people but who doing don't it drink. All. And I believe it's all about stress reduction, and so, that's a whole nother.
5: So, why won't they publish that information? Why doesn't the news pick it up? What is the reason?
7: I think one just one term is political correctness. You know, you have it's not politically correct to smoke. Period. And, and, it, and
5: why should science get in the way of a good story? Why should science
7: get in the way of a good story? Yeah, that's basically it. And so, but you know, coming back to what's really new from the last time. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, it is true that while cigar smokers have lower rates of disease um, and mortality overall, they do have higher rates of oral cancer. You know. And I, and and?
5: I want to I take an argument on that. Okay. Because now I want you at this point, and I'm sure it wasn't done. Maybe I'm wrong. But I want to break down cigar smoking as what is a cigar. Because there, well, okay. is, a, there is a premium cigar, which is an all-tobacco mm. product mm-hmm. that has not, no ingredients but folded tobacco. And then there is a machine-made cigar that has additives including flavors like licorice and vanilla that burn, that are artificial and pipe tobacco, which is all artificial flavors. Right, and if it
7: affects the temperature at which it burns or how it burns, that's going to affect what we call carcinogens. But the the news that I have about oral cancer, actually, you know, the actual data we have, because I can't answer your specific question based upon research, but the research does show over the past 25 years that the proportion of people who get oral cancer that smoke has dropped. So just to give you some, so in other words, there's something else involved. Right. And to Mm -hmm. give you some some uh, the actual facts and figures here.
5: You know, uh, the amount of people that get oral cancer that eat chicken or, you know, well, why... W-
7: that's it, the whole point. Yeah, the right. point There's is other... why are
5: you choosing smoking because you believe that that's the cause of it when there is no scientific proof to say Well, it. but
7: there there is some science there, you okay. know, a little bit, um, relatively speaking. Back in 1985, four-fifths of people who had oral cancer were tobacco users.
5: More people smoked in those days. Exactly.
7: Okay. Fewer people. I I don't
5: mean to argue with you, but I want to make the point as I'm hearing this, but go ahead.
7: Well, you're you're okay with that. Yeah, okay. And (laughs) and, uh, only half of those people back in 1985 smoked more than one pack a day. Now, in 2010, it's dropped that now only three-fifths of people with oral cancer use tobacco, and only a third use more than a pack a day. Now, again, we're looking mostly at, at cigarettes here anyway. Are more
5: people getting oral cancer than used
3: to?
7: Uh, The that hasn't really changed, ironically, despite the fact that That tobacco use is down. So my point is there's other things going on that the government doesn't look at. It's all always got to be about smoking. So the net result is we're ignorant about other things that might protect us and other things that might cause it. Now, in fact, just today I heard that HPV, you know, the human papillomavirus, which is sexually transmissible, that's now seen to be responsible for throat cancer. Now, again, you know, how you get sexual transmission in terms of throat cancer, that's a certain kind of behavior, which apparently that's okay these days, but you know, you're not allowed to have a cigarette in public. So there are definitely Or after those behaviors. Other things. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question. So, yeah. I do you have any
0: theories on what it might be that, that's protecting uh tobacco users or drinkers like for example, and again, okay. most most tobacco users and workers don't get cancer, right? And, the,
7: and so, when you look at those people, there are differences in the in certain enzymes in the lung that uh, you know metabolize uh, toxins. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many, many examples. If you look at emphysema, for example, this is where the science is well worked out. There's something called alpha one antitrypsin. Mm-hmm. It's normally present in the cells. I did research on it, you know, way back uh, when I was a student. And if you have a certain type of uh, abnormality of that enzyme, you're susceptible to uh, emphysema. But if you don't have that type, your, your risk of emphysema is much, much lower. So the message would be that if you have a certain type of this enzyme, you should avoid cigarette smoke like the plague in terms of your risk of emphysema. But for most people, they don't have that same
5: risk. Interesting. But we don't hear about that side of it. Certain people shouldn't drink milk because of yes, lactose, lactose, lactose intolerance. That's right. Where I don't have that, I can drink milk and it's not hurting me. It's a great analogy. in small doses, like and, anything and else.
7: I mean, and the medical reality is that you need to pe- treat people individually. And in fact, some of the big news on cancer that I, that I just published last week on, on Insiders One Hundred and One com, uh, which you can get for free, is the latest announcement that came out of the biggest cancer hospital in the country is lo and behold, their whole approach over the next five, ten years is going to be the fact that every cancer of every type and every person is different based upon the genetics of the cancer. So if you try to treat everybody yeah. the same way or even every type of cancer the same way, you're not going to get results. Everybody's an individual. Everybody's different. But the whole medical world, you know, for... 50-plus years has been pushing people into one-size-fits-all, whether it's a treatment, whether it's your risk of something, and everybody is different, both in terms of their susceptibilities and the diseases they get. And my newest book that just came out, we may have mentioned it last time, called Your Emotional Type, actually shows how even what we call psychometrics, you know, people know about this Myers-Briggs test, which is used in management. It's what people call psychometrics. It's just a simple statistical profile. But you if you have a certain e- emotional type, uh, according to the work that we did, you're going to be more susceptible to certain diseases and, and certain treatments wow. are going to work Based upon better. your emotions? Uh, well, what we call an emotional type, the way you process emotions, in okay. effect. But the book is called Your Emotional Type. and Isn't that's that interesting? That's yes. Also, yeah.
5: so, so look so, how strong the mind is.
7: Very, very oh, strong. Oh, God. Yeah. And I think that some of the benefits, for example, if you look at why would... You know, a, a, a light smoker or a light drinker have benefits. I think it's it's in. It's stress reduction. Right. As you know, it's relaxing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that the the big killer today is stress no right across the board. Yeah. No matter what disease you're looking at, whether it's blood pressure, heart disease, even diabetes, uh, even some aspects of cancer, uh, all kinds of problems are stress-related, not to mention just psychological problems. So you're sure.
5: mentioning alcohol. Is there... Yeah. Um, You know, you're mentioning that there is something to do with alcohol based with mouth cancer?
7: Right. Well, the thing that we always saw was that there's a a synergistic effect, an interaction between heavy tobacco and heavy alcohol use that really raises the risk. And, you know, in our history, for example, Grover Cleveland, President Cleveland, who was elected to two non-consecutive terms in the 1880s and 90s, he had to disappear because he, he was, you know, known as a New York politician, Throughout his career as, you know, a pretty heavy drinker and cigar smoker, mm-hmm. and he did develop a mouth cancer and had a secret operation, you know, at a time that there was another economic crisis. He didn't want people to know, 1893, that he was sick and that his vice president, who actually was Adlai Stevenson, the first uh, oh. who was against him on the gold policy and all these economic issues he thought the country would have a meltdown if they thought he was sick so the whole thing was a big secret okay. but the point is back in 1893 they did a secret operation on a boat in the middle of long island sound in the middle oh, of the God. night and they cured him they yeah. cured him. but but the point is we've always had this picture of the cigar you know smoker cognac drinker right. being yeah, yeah. at risk and and we do have that and But that's changed, too. In 1985, four-fifths of people with oral cancer also used alcohol, uh, the same proportion that used tobacco, but only a fourth of them were heavy drinkers. And then in 2010, we're down to only two-thirds of people with oral cancer are alcohol users, and less than one-tenth of them are heavy drinkers. So... The the pattern is shifting in terms of the so-called risk factors, and we need to look at other things besides tobacco and alcohol.
5: So what is your conclusion of this as it is right now? I mean, you can keep going and keep going and keep going, but the conclusion is what?
7: Moderation. And and, and the fact is everybody's
5: different. I mean, you should find out. It's it's not the cause of it. You uh, You smoke a cigarette or a cigar, there is no cause of anything at that point because people that don't use it ever get it. And people that use it get it, but too much, obviously, it's gonna it'll end up harming you to to that degree.
7: It's a question of the rel- relative risks, and you know, with with tobacco and alcohol, there's a dose effect. In other words, when you get past the the point of moderation, the more you you drink or the more you smoke, the worse it is for your health in in many ways. But the fact is, is that the light smoker, the cigar smoker, the the moderate drinker, the research is showing these guys are just as healthy or even healthier than Amazing. than people that that are ab, you know um, abstention as I, the
5: I've been saying it listen 27 years in retail I'm selling cigars knock on wood my customers are healthier than ever mm. uh, they come in they get it seems like they get less cold they you know they're they're not in a bubble they don't keep themselves in a bubble their immune system is stronger and and they're They seem fine. I seem fine. Listen, my daughter just turned 18. The last thing I ever want to do to her is harm her. On her 18th birthday, we sat down and I taught her how to smoke cigars. I wouldn't do that if I honestly believed that. And I have 27 years of research watching my customers come into an average of three stores that I owned over those years And
7: And they would say, you know, the so-called experts would say, well, your personal experience doesn't count because our science, but the point is, is the science actually shows that moderation is not harmful and even beneficial when it comes to cigars, alcohol. Some of these, you know, terrible scourges that people are trying to wipe out from the face of the earth, it's
5: it's a political agenda that's not based on the science. And then you'll hear... Uh, a crazy story I heard this week. I don't know if you heard anything about popcorn lung. Did you hear about that? Popcorn well, I've hunger? heard that
7: term in the past. I'm not sure what the latest is Well, a, a jury about.
5: awarded a Colorado man $7.2 million after he was diagnosed with microwave popcorn lung oh, from right, eating right. two bags of microwave popcorn every day for 10 years. That is not moderation.
7: He must have been inhaling it. <laughs> I, yeah.
5: But he actually got yeah. lung cancer from it. From eating microwave popcorn is what they say, and they say it's strong enough that they gave the guy $7.2 million.
7: Well, I can't comment because I'm not familiar with the, the facts in that in that case. But, uh, I like this guy. He's
0: all about the facts, the science. Which is Let the great. science do the talking for you. That's it.
7: Well, and, and the problem is is that the a the, the lot of these political types in Washington have just drifted away from the science. And, again, what, what is it? You know, it's political correctness. There are also, I've seen people, when they start making their career, you know, you have these lifelong bureaucrats yeah. and these government agencies. Amen. When they start making a career on something, they're not going to give it up because there's nothing else they know how to do And the real If they find world. a so, cure
5: for it or they end up saying, you know what, it turns out it wasn't there, their job is closed. It's over. Well,
7: that's part of it. And the problem is, is, you know, you know how to run a business. I know how to do a lot of things. But people who work for the government don't know how to do anything except push papers around and the people who are... Boy, ca- the
5: truth hurts, folks, doesn't it? <laughs> and the people oh, the who, truth hurts. the people
7: who are capable of doing something else get the hell out of the government because they can't stand it.
5: Amen. Yes. Amen. You're talking, you're talking uh, what we're talking about all the time. So uh, what else do you got planned? Uh, um, well, we're Insider always working
7: on things. Insider101.com. Yeah, Insider101.com. We've got something new every day. And uh, we're talking about actually what you mentioned, the, the effects of smoke on the... What, the biome of the mouth, the, the effects on, on preventing germs uh, in some ways from taking over. So that's yet another aspect of things. And, be... and
5: do people look at you as the anti-establishment uh, guy? That you're, you're, well, anti-establishment, some
7: of my researchers have gotten confused, my readers have gotten confused. I do not advocate abusing tobacco. I, right. I'm, I'm against tobacco abuse of tobacco is related to higher risks of cancer and other diseases,
5: I'm talking about moderation and the facts, sticking the facts. with The science. The science and the facts. Do not let that get in the way of a good story, but this is the truth. Just don't let it get in the way of a good smoke. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, uh, um, Dr. Mark S. Marcosi. It's www insiders101.com you'll get all the information there please check on it this is science folks this is the truth not what you're hearing on the local news in your local newspaper this is the facts the truth why, why not listen to that give that a shot once please thank you thank you everybody for tuning in we're going to take a short break and we're going to be back with lots more in just a few minutes we got the uh, cigar for warriors and lots more You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
7: This is John Hart from Drew Estate, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
5: This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America.
8: I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true.
5: It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off exit one and all right over the Massachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95
4: to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads
2: to
3: Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two
4: Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock.
5: Cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of
4: the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two guys rock. Two.
5: the reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make
8: the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire, or find them on the web at two twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stokey heaven.
4: You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take torpedo. Sit back, relax, Two guys, time. Two guys rock. Two guys rock. With a million choices, it's no. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars
5: at the same time.
2: Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste.
5: One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor
2: and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and
5: even more bolder.
2: in your face flavor. United
5: Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure and bromance
2: that's right bromance united cigar available in natural
4: or maduro available only at appointed united cigar retailer shops nationwide rated d for delicious under 18 not admitted even with a parent united cigars you don't have to choose smoke them both mr jonathan here from the cigar authority every saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show I head over to visit my friend Scott at Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336, and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo.
5: Tom King at 2, Matt Peralta at 4, and Friday Night Lights high school coverage. You're listening to New Hampshire's home for local sports talk, WGAN Manchester,
4: WGHM, Nashua.
3: This is Kelly Thompson from Altidest, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
0: This is the Cigar Authority. Go, go! The authority on everything cigar.
1: Brand. That's what I'm talking
0: about. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major
1: cigar
8: brand. I gotta see some serious. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: With your
2: host, David Garoppolo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan.
1: Mister,
4: Mister.
2: Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we
4: have here. This is the big one. The one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? And
5: we are back live. The Cigar Authority from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You want to come by and say hi. Take Route 90. This is Route 95.
0: 95, baby. To Exit
5: 1. You come to the end of the exit. Take a quick right and a left at the light, and you'll see two guys smoke Shop. Uh, and we got one hour left on the show. Uh, two guys, 27th the anniversary, was uh, really early this week. It was off, off the, the chain, chain, and that is behind us now. We'll give you the scoop of exactly what happened and what is going to happen next year. We have all the details with you to share, um, and uh, we have our guest yet on the line? No, We do not have right. Matthew yet. All right, we're waiting on Matthew from Cigars for Warriors, and uh, we'll have them on in a second. But first,
0: Let's let's tell our listeners where they're listening to us. They're live here on the Cigar Authority on the United Cigars Retailers Radio Network, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and the world that's always, every single time you hear us broadcast on location, and the only live radio show that actually not only allows smoking, but we smoke. We, we actually, smoke. We, we
5: encourage it. We, we we want you to live longer, so we encourage it. That's
0: right. Scientifically. Yeah. Proven. No. Yes. You can always tune in at That's Don't forget the word the, thecigarauthority.com. Watch us live at ustream.com uh, or catch the podcast on demand anytime. Simply find us on u where you can set it and... Forget it. Forget it. iTunes, right? You got it. Where we are... Number one. Number one. We need the bell. Chuck, where's the bell? Dropping the ball.
5: We've been saying uh, we're number two for the longest time because we are number 2 with We're the number two listened cigar radio show in the world. In the world. And uh, we look at all kinds of different things to determine that, but there's so much aspects that happen. We're on six or seven radio stations right now, yep. and we're building. We should. We may be adding one at the end of the show. We'll see about that. Um, we also are, have uh, video streaming. We also have podcasts and all kinds of stuff that I don't even understand that's going on. So there's so many different ways to listen to us, along with the, the folks from um, thecigarstation.com the that, that syndicates our show twice a week. But iTunes is a, is a form we switched over to about a year ago. We started with iTunes, and uh, we have become the number one listened to cigar show yep. on iTunes. So we're number one on something. So yay, pat ourselves on the back yeah. right there, and uh, we're still under three years right now. Yeah, so still uh, growing, baby. Taking over the world is what we're doing. We are smoking the uh, vintage 1994. Uh, this is an original cigar from the first box that's ever made in 1994, La Giana. So this is what an 18-year-old cigar tastes like. And with that, we are double-fisted here. Scientifical. Because we're trying to be scientific for you. We're smoking two at a time. He mentioned that a couple of cigars a day is good for you. I don't know if he meant if he meant two at a time, right. but whatever. <laughs> excessive. It's excessive. Yeah. I've heard it before, and I'll keep, continue to hear it. But uh, today... Today's Lagiana, I personally think, is a better cigar than it was before, uh, and will hopefully continue to get better and better. What do you got? You, you're
0: liking? I'm loving the 18-year-old original lagiana. Again, Dave, if I, had, if I had to give it a flavor profile, it's that caramel cream, it's that milk. It's now listen. I was talking to one of our listeners here, Paul Beasley, who's in the house. In the house. And uh, it, make no mistake, it's very light. This is a very, very mild cigar. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like all. You know me. I can go yep. strong. I can go medium, and I can go light for the for its category as a very mild cigar. This is a beautiful, beautiful smoke. Now uh, I got a
5: text. Oh, that little candy you're talking about that it's like is that the bullseye? Yes, that's Just a, bullseyes. Is that what they're called, bullseyes? Yeah. You think that's marshmallow inside? Yes. What is it inside? Like I don't know. It's like. Um, White sugar type of thing. I don't know. if it, It's probably white sugar. So yeah. bullseyes.
0: Bullseyes. Yeah, you the, said caramel cream or something. Yeah, yeah. It's caramel, and it's got the bullseye in the middle. It's got the marshmallow in the middle. And any Yeah, cow something. I'm going to find it online here. <laughs>
5: bullseyes. I eat bullseyes all the time. I love bullseyes. We have them. We caramel eat. creams. Caramel creams. Cigar berry on the chat box. Yeah. going us up. All right. We want them. Whatever they are, we want them, and I want them now. Whatever we can do for them anyway. Speaking of now, do we have our guest? We do. Okay. Who the, is he, though? We will find out. Well, the thing is, he's Matthew from Cigar Warriors. We tr- Cigars for Warriors. And what we try to do is check in, and do our homework in advance. The problem is, I believe they only hire people that are called Matthew or Matt. That's in it. the company, we found three different ones. So we know your name's Matthew, but uh, who are you, Matthew?
0: Which one are you, Matthew?
8: I am Matthew Cool. Matthew Cool,
0: how
5: you doing? That's awesome, and that—that's the awesome name. We were hoping it was going to be Matthew Cool. Yep, that's pretty cool. Is that your real name, or is that something just to be cool?
8: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was actually born with it. <laughs> that's I'm not awesome. some <laughs> it's guy who just claims to be cool. I was actually born like that.
5: Do you have a brother yeah. named Joe? I no, I, don't. I really don't. If you have, I thought
8: about naming my son Joe. Yeah, absolutely. I on that?
5: So anyway, I like everything about you, Matthew, um, uh, and what you're doing for uh, our military guys that are out there. I think it is so cool. Uh, t- pun intended. Yeah. It is. It is so great uh, to do that. So can you tell us uh, a little about exactly what you do and how uh, folks that listen to us can be part of it and give
8: sure i I would love to and thanks for having me on guys i really appreciate it we would love to get the message out to as many people as we can what we do at cigars for warriors is we collect and distribute cigars to troops serving in combat zones or and just in the past we've got a facebook group we've got website just in the past few months off of our facebook group alone we have collected from facebook over six thousand cigars and sent them over to over 60 units nice and, and we have, we have like, the industry leaders on board as, as corporate sponsors from Drew Estate to Alec Bradley right on down to the little boutiques like Paul Stulak and Viahe have all been very generous and donated a lot of their product and swag to us. And what we do is we just try to, you know, show our appreciation to those troops and give them an hour or two of decompression time for all that they do for us. Right, and our true. website is... Uh, our website is cigarsforwarriors.net, and from there you can find us all over. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Google+. We're all over trying to get the message out.
5: Okay, I saw you at the Drew Estate booth at the IPCPR trade show, and... Um, uh, that's where I had met you guys there and, and saw it, and I said, this is so awesome that you guys are, are here, and hopefully uh, all the cigar stores can participate and set up a little uh, box inside their store or whatever they can possibly do to get it out there, and then we simply get it to you, and then you do the right thing and make sure that this does not go to um, you know, just people receiving it or being sold or anything like this. You make sure that 100%... Of the product goes to our warriors that are out there, our military, our U.S. military, and we give them a little, a, a little pat in the back. That that is awesome. Uh, how does? Um, uh, how would a uh, besides going on your website? Is there? Um, do you do you deal with the manufacturers to uh, have them do anything um, for us to get the cigars to them, or just everything is on the website? Well,
8: everything's on the website, basically. You know, you could send us. Cigars. You could send us cutters. Whatever, any kind of cigar-related items we'll accept. We we accept uh, monetary donations to help us with the shipping cost. And I, you were talking about getting them to the troops. We actually have a couple administrators that are overseas right now. One of them's a contractor, and we validate all requests. So we we make sure that you know what you donate is actually going where it's intended to. Okay. I'm coming to you live today, too, from the Star Circus here in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, I'm Big hear- event going on here with I- Jonathan Drew and Eddie Ortega and the Alec Bradley guys. It sounds oh. like you're in a bottling plants.
5: Really, I hear a lot of uh, clanging glasses and things around there, so there's some uh, consumption of alcoholic um, beverages going on, too, I imagine.
8: <laughs> yes, sir, I'm actually sitting in the bar area. They're setting the bar up right now. So, uh,
5: you're saying yes, sir, and you sound very military And uh, uh, to me. You, do you have a military background yourself?
8: I myself, the only military background I have is I enlisted to become a pilot, and they told me I couldn't become a pilot. So, I did the next best thing and became an aircraft mechanic, and I have worked on military aircraft my whole adult life. Okay. But, no, I have never served. I actually got got into this because... A friend of mine came back after five tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, and he got shot four times and hit with an RPG, and it broke his neck and his back, and he's sitting over at my house one day, smoking a cigar with me, come over every day and have a cigar, and he told me, he told me, Matt, it wasn't for the fact that I could come over here and sit down with you and have a cigar. I'd probably kill myself. Oh, my And that just hit me right there. If, If Giving you a cigar and having a little conversation with you is keeping you from a serious case of depression. What more can I do? I, I, I'll send my last cigar if I have to.
5: Absolutely. And that's
8: how we got started in this. Wow. So it, it strikes deep, deep, deep at home to me. You know, I've, I've been around the military guys my whole career. And it's just it's something that we really, all of us really believe in. How wow. long have
0: you guys been in operation for with CigarsForWarriors.net, with CigarsForWarriors?
8: Um, well... We were Before Cigars for Warriors, we were actually a group called Cigars for Troops. And the administrators, I was part of the administrators there too. But the guy who headed up that organization wasn't being very honest and you know, forthright. And we just didn't feel he was running it right. So we started Cigars for Warriors on April 17th of this year. We broke from Cigars for Troops and we started Cigars for Warriors on April 17th.
5: Okay, and that, that's Cigars for we Warriors. We,
8: we have turned Cigars for Warriors into a legitimate charity. We are a registered NPO in the state of Florida, and we just filed for our federal tax status, the 501c3 tax status, sure. which we should know by the end of the month if we're approved.
5: Beautiful. Well, it, it's so a very— Basically,
8: everything is a tax, tax write-off
5: yeah okay so there 's a little plus for you guys also well what i 'd like to uh, promise you and, and start doing it at each store is set up a box in each of our stores for uh, our customers to add a cigar uh, onto their order uh, when they buy cigars if they 'd like to add one on there, and I will make the promise that I will match any cigar that gets put. Uh, into our three stores and uh, I think we can really uh, ramp this up and I urge all cigar stores that are listening to the show and I know a lot of you do, some of you do it uh, uh, voluntarily and uh, let us know that you do it and a lot of you don't say a, say a word about it or anything but whatever you are, you're listening, I urge you to do it because listen, our troops are out there, you, you just heard it, if they could just uh, yeah. sit down and relax and have a cigar, some of these guys are uh, literally suicidal I mean these guys have been very very banged up and if it wasn't for them who the hell knows we'll be speaking a different language at this point so Matt I I can't thank you enough for for doing this uh on your own dime as, as you said and uh uh, folks can uh, donate uh, by going on the website, or simply, uh, you know, throw a few bucks their way. So to to help the shipping costs and help these guys out because they're doing. This is hundred percent of everything that goes to these guys go to our troops. So it's giving to yourself.
8: Absolutely. It's giving to yourself. Absolutely, we're not in for any power or glory. It's it's all about the troops. It's all about showing our appreciation to them. And I would sincerely like like a thank you for your support. It means a lot. Oh, good. thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to and do many it. Many thanks for having me on.
0: Well, thank you for what you're doing, Matt.
5: <laughs> okay, thank you, Matt. Thank
8: you, we're going to
5: continue. On. Cigars. Thanks, yep. Y'all have a great day. Okay, thank you. Say hi to the guys there at the Cigar Circus. So that was Matt from Cigar Cigars for Warriors. DotNet. CigarsForWarriors.dotNet. Right. Throw them a bone.
0: You know I what I mean. I Love what you're pledging to do, David. That's
5: what I'm doing. You know, you talk to talk, you walk the walk, right? That's it. So uh, anybody wants to donate any cigar, whatever you do, I'm gonna, uh, I'll match it completely, and uh, we'll uh, double up between three stores and stuff. I think we can send a big care package oh, yeah. a month from now, right? Oh yeah. So we'll see what we can do. Also, if you have cigars that maybe you have in your humidor and you never like that certain brand and you say, ah, just put it aside. I'll give them to somebody someday. Who better to give them to than our own troops? So empty out your humidors of cigars you're not going to use. You're not going to end up smoking. Don't give me dried out cigars that nobody will smoke and they're no good. If they're trash, they're trash. If these are smokable, if you dare smoke the thing yourself or something, there's somebody out there that's really going to appreciate it sitting in a foxhole somewhere uh, protecting your butt. Yep. So uh, put them together, drop them by our store or any other store that'll uh, do the same thing, and we'll ship it down to those guys, and we'll get them out to our troops and uh, show them that we care in this country. Good you know people what I mean? do exist, man. That's right. And I, I think good people are in the cigar industry. So yeah. let's see if we got it, and let, let's uh, let's show off a little bit,
0: right? That's it. Beautiful. Got some breaking news for you, big guy. Sure. Look but- at this. Listeners can't see you right now. This is a radio show. That is it. That's the bullseye. That's the caramel cream. I'm bringing one in next week. All right.
5: I know it well, but yeah. we, I always called it bullseyes. Yeah,
0: that's so, all right.
5: It's okay down there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's,
0: they're called caramel
5: creams, huh? I guess so. Yeah, I always call it bullseye, and somebody was to mention uh, tail.
0: Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was uh, that tail? Camel toe or, or no, uh, camel tail. <laughs> Bull, uh, bull's
5: tail? Bull's tail? I don't know. Whatever uh, it was. Oh, it's, it's always a food issue. Cow's tail. Here's, cow's tail, yeah. That's it. Which I think is the whole thing before they cut it up, before they chop it into the bullseye. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I like them. All right. That's, bring, what, that's the You flavor. know what? I know that, what they are. I like them, and you can bring them in anyway. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, uh, what a week. Uh, last week's show that the folks heard was the uh, replay of the 27th anniversary actually they took you up to the 27th anniversary Um, the show opens up and the people start pouring in and you guys say goodbye and that's it so the question is what happened from that point on yes give us the dirt we'll give you the dirt so two guys 27th anniversary we do an anniversary party every year we invite 400 of our closest friends along with the manufacturers Uh, this year we had the cheerleaders and it was a Big football theme, and it was all kinds of football prizes and things. And the grand, everybody won a prize, but the grand prize was season tickets. Row 6, New England Patriots, including the referees, will be there for the season. <laughs> if it makes it to the playoffs, which they will, oh, yeah. I'll pay for that too. Crazy. If they get to the Super Bowl, that's a whole, whole other thing. They'll deal with that on their own because it's got to be a lottery and all kinds of stuff has to happen. So yeah, yeah. I can't deal with that. Um, but anyway, we had a winner. Uh, it's not as simple as just a elimination night that goes on. Uh, lots of money is thrown their way and different things to see if I can recoup the prizes back and tempt them with money them. and prizes. Bribe them. Bribe them. <laughs> There's no other way to say it, right? That's the way it is. So uh, that's what we did, and we had a great time. Um, I'll tell you, a, a couple of weeks, a few weeks previous to that, We had saved up 27 tickets. Normally, we we sell out the the first Saturday of May, we put the tickets on sale to the folks. Um, The past years, it would sell out in a couple of days, and all the tickets would be sold. Exactly the same thing happened this year. Every ticket was going to be sold. So we actually grabbed 27 of the tickets, 27th anniversary, and put them aside. And I said, during the course of the year, we get new customers, new raging fans to to our retail store, uh, guys that that hear about it after the fact and say, geez, I wish I knew, When they're good customers. We don't advertise that we held a 27, but we hold 27. All of a sudden, somebody says, oh, my God, next year I definitely want to go. I didn't know. I wasn't a customer then. I'm new to the area or whatever. You pull them aside. You say, if you want to buy a couple tickets, I saved a few, and you get rid of them. Well, as the time was going on, it was getting closer and closer. We were a few weeks away from the anniversary party. And I said, "Hey, we have the means of the radio show. We have this many tickets left over. Let me just say it to people, and we'll just get rid of the ones that are left. Yeah. It'll only take a second. Uh, there's people waiting and whatever. So it was the Saturday before Labor Day, Monday. Okay. So I we announced it on the show. We have some tickets left, and Sunday night I check my email. We say it on the show Saturday. I check my email often, but for some reason I hadn't until Sunday night. And there's this guy, Jerry, out of Vermont, and he says, I'm listening to the radio show, and uh, I see that you have some tickets left for the anniversary party. I need one. I'd like to go by myself, even though I'm from Vermont, and I'd like to come. How do I get this ticket? I heard it on the radio show. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I email him back on Sunday night, and I said, listen, Monday is a holiday, We take five holidays a year. This happens to be one of them. We're actually closed. Uh, We won't open until Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. This is what you have to do. You have to call precisely at 10 o'clock, not at 10.05. Right at 10 o'clock, call right then and there. There are three tickets left. If somebody walks in at 10, 10.05 and buys three tickets, it's over. Mm. You want one, which is perfect, yeah. which is going to leave two, and the next guy that comes in is going to buy the two, and we're going to be over. At 10.05, it's going to be over. So if this is what you're going to do, this is what you have to do. And he said, okay, thanks so much. I emailed him back and said, listen, I know you're going by yourself, and you're coming from Vermont, and you're, you're an outsider and whatever. You're going to meet nine new friends. Nice. You're going to have the time of your life. Uh, Believe me, you'll never miss it again. Uh, I look forward to seeing you there. Precisely Tuesday, 10 a.m., he calls up right on the button. He orders his one ticket and hangs up the phone. Ten minutes later, somebody comes in, buys the other two tickets, and it's over. Also ten minutes later, he calls back on the phone, and he says, I'm Jerry that called earlier. He says, I'd like uh, to talk to Dave if I could. And they said, uh, well, he's in with somebody right now. What is this about? And he said, I'm in the dessert business. I'd like to offer dessert for the event uh, on me if uh, he would bring it in. And he said, well, uh, the person had answered, you know, it's a function hall that does it, and they provide the food, and I really don't know if it's possible. Well, can I just talk to him for one minute? Yeah. And they said, hold on. And they said, listen, there's a guy on the phone. Uh, He uh, he just bought the ticket, a guy from Vermont. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember actually writing the email to him. I said, sure. So I get the phone. I said, hey, what's up? Uh, you got your ticket and everything? Yes, I got my ticket and all this. I'm just offering you if you want to do it. He says, I'm in the business and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, I get it. I said, I'm big in promotion and marketing myself. Yeah, I understand completely. Um, it's not my function hall to end up making this call out of date. Their answer to me is always yes. Everything I say, you see how they they treat us. It's unbelievable. These are the folks at the boroughs and Haverhill. They're the best. Oh, yeah. And the answer is always yes, but out of respect, I am certainly going to make the call to them and ask if it's okay. What do you do? And he says, we're in the ice cream business. And I said, okay, let me check uh, and see with them and all that. I said, I love it because you're going to get your product in front of all these people. It's awesome promotion. He says, I don't care about the promotion at all, to be honest with you. I'm in the business. I'm offering if you want to offer it. No promotion needed or asked for at all on this. And I said, Listen, I'm big into this. Don't feel funny because I like the the whole idea of it. He says, not at all. He says, I'm Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. (laughs) Jerry Greenfield from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. I said, get the bleep out of
0: (laughs) here
5: was my response to him. And he said, no, no. He starts laughing because of, you know, just how I am.
0: You're thinking he's like a three-store or, you know, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's Ben and Jerry,
5: you know. Huge. So it's Jerry. So uh, I said, really? I said, "Uh, that's unbelievable. I said, you know, uh, you're going to come up by yourself? And he said, yeah. I said... So you've been smoking cigars for a long time? He says, really? I'm really getting into it, maybe a couple of years, but really into it for the past six months. Mm. He said, I heard about this. This sounds like something I will really want to be at. I said, this is the Super Bowl. You're going to see the manufacturers there and all this stuff. Oh, I'd like to meet this guy and this guy and this guy. And, you know, he knew the players yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, He
0: was said, probably listening to the cigar authority. He does. He does. Well, he that's where he gets started. intel. Right.
5: So uh, I said, uh, I'm going to have to call them. I said, I'm going to make it happen no matter what. Mm. I said, I'm, I'm excited about it, too. Uh, these manufacturers will be excited to meet you, too. There's yeah. a big history of Ben and Jerry's and, and where they came from and all that. So I said, yeah, let me, let, let me get it, and uh, I'll email you back. or what? He said, let me give you my cell phone number. So, by the way, <sighs> I got Jerry's cell phone number. Ben and Jerry. nice. And I'm a fat guy. <laughs> you
0: have him on the this, speed this dial.
5: This is it. This is, this is Ben and a Playboy Playmate. To me, <laughs> this is it. This is hardcore (laughs) Ben and Jerry. Jerry, I got a cell phone number. So uh, I I make the call to the Burroughs. I said, this is what it is. You know, we're going to need at least a couple scoops per each person. So we're going to need about 500 scoops of ice cream. Let them know. I said, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So (laughs) are we all set? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we're going to need to talk to somebody from there to end up doing it. So I, I call Jerry back. He answers the phone. Uh, I'm like, okay, we're all set for it. He goes, I'm dying to meet you. I'm dying to meet the, the people there. Um, how do I get a hold of uh, the people at the function hall? Uh, here's their number. He says, I'll call them right away and make this thing all smooth and everything go good. Okay, beautiful. The function hall psyched. I'm psyched. Oh, yeah. He's psyched. So he comes in that night, and um, as the uh, you guys were doing the show, yep. um, they bring him in, VIP, into the, actually a mistake was made. They brought him in with the... You know, on the other side, first, not realizing who he was. And then they had to guess who Jerry is in Ben & Jerry. You met him.
0: Oh, yeah. We interviewed him.
5: That's who you expected Jerry to be, right? The plaid shirt. Absolutely. The The beard. Yeah. long hair. He's got a a, a hippie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they go search him out. They bring him in. And and he comes up to me and uh, says, you're Dave? And I said, yeah. So I reach my hand out to shake his hand. And he pushes my hand away. And he says, give me a hug. No and way. And he gave me a beer hug and basically lifted me off the ground. Wow.
0: Like you guys right, have been like, friends oh, for years. I, it's
5: unbelievable. I got a friend, Jerry. That's awesome, <laughs> man. <laughs> From Ben and Jerry's. The Jerry. He's Jerry. It's yeah. gold, Jerry. <laughs> it's, yes. So, uh, yeah, we talked for a little bit, and I said, who, so who do you want to meet? And he says, I'd love to meet George Padron. And I said, George. He was right over yeah. there. I called him up. Oh, what's going on? I said, somebody wants to meet you. Come over here. We didn't go to him. We brought him over to us. And I said, "You like ice cream?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Ben and Jerry's ice cream, my favorite." Thank God he went that way. Yeah, really, my favorite. And he starts naming off some of the um, Chunky Monkey. Chunky, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> the one. That's the home run. <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, this is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. He wanted to meet you." Oh, get the bleep out of here! You know, <laughs> and it's the same thing that the cigar people were awed yeah. by the ice cream guy.
0: Yeah, and you he's know? in awe of the they, cigar guy. Yeah,
5: our, our cigar guy. So the next thing, Rocky Patel, Rocky come over here. Oh, my God, right. And he was a, a kid in a candy store or, or an ice cream store in his case. <laughs> and he was going around meeting all the cigar people. And uh, we made note of him during the night. And People went over and took his picture. He was a great guy. Oh. Right? I mean, he was having fun. Uh, he has a famous saying of uh, if it's not fun, don't, don't do it. it or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is like a quotable type thing. And I wish I had it in front of me, the exact quote that he ended up uh, Having, and the reason why he was there is because that's what he likes to do, and that's what's fun. So even by himself, all wow. the way from Vermont, four-and-a-half-hour drive, yeah, comes to the event, and four-and-a-half hours back. Stays the whole night. Stays the whole night. Had the f- time of his life, he said, and uh, it was awesome to have him there. You never know who's, who's who, you know, yeah. what and it is. He happened to tell me. I would have never knew. If he was there and didn't say it, No, it no. wouldn't have been said. And there's other people in there. Some people don't want to be made note of. They're yep. trying to have a good time and they don't want somebody coming up to them. Other people, he, he just said it. He didn't, he didn't
0: seem to mind. Right, um,
5: And that's how it is.
0: And if our listeners want to listen to that interview, Mr. Jonathan and I, as you know, Dave was doing his thing. He was running the 27th anniversary party, so he was all over the place, 10 different places at once. Mr. Jonathan and I took over the hosting duties of the Cigar Authority. We had a chance to interview Jerry, the Jerry from Ben & Jerry's. So if you want to listen to that, you can go back to last week's show and, uh, and check it out, along with many other... Awesome interviews with cigar celebrities, George yeah, you Padron got, and you Patel. Got everybody. Oh yeah, everybody. You
5: got everybody. But you got to you got to interview
0: That was the that was the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
5: Because you're used to uh, interviewing cigar people yeah. but he was so in awe of the cigar people. Isn't it funny because it's out of what we do. Yeah. But, but everybody knows Ben and Jerry. Of course.
0: Right? Do you know that they were going to start uh, as, a, as a cupcake business? As a bagel, or a bagel business. business. Bagel they business. They couldn't
5: afford the machinery. Right. And then they saw the machinery next to the bagel machinery and said, This is the ice cream machinery. This is way less. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, I don't know how to make ice cream. He says, Jerry says to Ben. Right. And Ben says, I think um, they're having a, a thing up at the local college of ice cream making, but it's $500 to um, take the class. And he says, I'll give you $250, you use your $250, and you go for the class. So Ben goes to learn how to make the ice cream, and Jerry stays behind, buys the ice cream-making machine, and then has to teach him because they only went with one of them learning how to do it. I could have the opposite people uh, separated, but it was – No, I think you have it right. Yeah? Yep,
0: yep. Yep.
5: And uh, so we couldn't do bagels. So it it didn't matter. If they did do bagels, it would have been Ben & Jerry's Bagels and would have been the biggest bagel thing. Sure. Whatever. Because look at the stuff that they did, you know, incorporating um, famous people. and Cherry Garcia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the things that they did. Fish food
0: and all that. Yeah.
5: They they got it going on, and they did what they loved. They incorporated the stuff that they loved, the music and the Grateful Dead, and they did Seinfeld in it, uh, Americone, and, and all the different things that they have. And they had fun doing it, and
0: they made a friggin' fortune. And had fun the whole entire right. time. and still having fun. Oh. So,
5: you know what? That's the formula, work, man. dedication, and, and make lots of money.
0: Making mountains move That's to, it. to the nth degree, right? Mr. Jonathan has our belt, because I can't find <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I'm blaming him. He's not here, you Mr. Know what? Jonathan.
5: He's driving up to Maine or wherever he's doing the thing, and he's ringing the oh, bell yeah, right, yeah. right on the, right on the <laughs> thing. So, anyway, let's take a break. Uh, When I come back, I'm going to tell you about the 28th anniversary, what I got planned for that. We got details. We got details. uh, Details, sir. I need details. We'll smoke the uh, La Giana 10-4 and different events and promotions coming up in the very near future when we come back. Stick around, everybody. Uh, You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This
4: is Mike Morello, representing Christoph. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana Cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's Lagiana Havana.
5: Oh yeah.
2: This hotline, how can I help
1: you?
4: Hi, this is Jonathan.
1: Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What
4: seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk and I can't even smoke it.
1: That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different?
4: It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh?
2: I guess so, Jonathan, but
4: just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal.
1: It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it?
4: You're right, but... But nothing.
1: You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you.
4: It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law abiding, cigar smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal.
1: No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't
0: be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax
2: preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty.
4: The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting, Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world.
0: It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as
5: it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends.
0: We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new equilibrium cigars. Mmm. Mm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgeon, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced, equilibrium cigars? Mm. 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 Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-body taste of equilibrium brand cigars. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty and well-balanced equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once and you'll be back. Mm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty and well-balanced equilibrium cigars?
3: Mm. <laughs> They're incredible.
0: Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy.
6: This is Mark LeGase from General Cigar, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
5: And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, smoking La Giana cigars, celebrating 18 years of La Giana. And uh, we're smoking a circa 1994 La Giana through the whole two-hour show. Yeah. Burn slow.: Oh yeah it's per- perfect burn man. It's perfect starting burn. to build some flavor. I'll tell you the ones I smoked witchy on. I didn't smoke it this far down. I gave up on it after a while because we had smoked I didn't smoke one cigar with. This, this is the first time she was smoking cigars. We must have smoked six cigars. <laughs> a little bit of each one for, for her to know the differences yeah. of it. It was, it was actually uh, pretty cool. And uh, smoking the natural at the same time, you can see that the, mm-hmm. the, the newer version has more of that flavor.
0: Right. It's definitely there, though. You're right. It's absolutely yeah. there, but much more uh, flavorful in the newer release.
5: So uh, what we want to smoke now box pressed. is a box-pressed Maduro. There is a, a version. Uh, Maduro means ripe. It's the darker wrapper on the outside of, of a cigar. When you see dark cigars and you see light cigars, the dark one t- uh, is called Maduro. Uh, the meaning of Maduro means ripe. And... They have all the same exact sizes in the natural as they do in the Maduro. Actually two different people make each cigar. And one specific size on the Maduro is only made for the Maduro and it's not available in natural and that's called the ten really? four. And that's the cigar we have here. Ten huh. four stands for October fourth, which is her birthday. So we came out with this. The reason why we couldn't do this in a natural version is that the wrapper is too thin and too delicate and unnatural to be able to be box-pressed in this way without breaking it apart. So the the thickness on the outside wrapper of this is able to maintain this, this form. This is a 60-ring gauge cigar, yeah. box-pressed, so it's not all that thick in your
0: mouth, but it's a big, big cigar. I'll tell you, the construction is perfect on this. I mean, this is... Uh... This is this is what you're looking for in a box press. It's yeah. perfect. I mean, it's perfect construction. Um,
5: and you'll notice it's it's going to taste a lot different to it. Uh, when we came out with the Maduro version, which was probably maybe five or six years ago, um, you know, it was time to uh, add something to La Gianna and almost um, um, bring it bring it. More to age type of thing. Yeah. And um, people had asked for many, many years, uh, how about a Maduro version of it? We tested it a couple of different times with small batches that came in. Never liked it uh, until finally we got this one, and I said, okay, we have a winner here. When did this come out? Maybe five, six years ago. Uh, on the Maduro. I think I believe she was 12 years old at the time. And uh, we went to break, and there's a lot of people saying, hey, put a retro oh, out yeah, out. Uh, I was one
0: of them. Yeah. you got to use the original label, too. I love that. I love the new label, don't get me wrong. But the original, it just has that retro look. Yeah, yeah, well,
5: that was uh, 94. And, yeah. and that was um, my original partner at Two Guys Smoke Shop, Paul Antonelli, uh, who left after about a year and a half into Two Guys Smoke Shop. He was in the video store business in Two guys basically wasn't doing anything. It was a uh, listen. Nineteen eighty-six wasn't a cigar boom by any means. And it was
0: the, uh, uh, the 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 rental boom.
5: Right, I right. Mean. And uh, he owned the property that we we're at. He wanted to sell the property, uh, so he did. And um, he was, um, you know, very. Uh, b- Still to this day, he's in the, of all things, he's in the real estate business out in Florida. But uh, he was very, very good at marketing and promotion uh, early on, uh, messing with graphic design. In the old days, when, when I say cut and paste, it was literally, get a scissors, <laughs> cut it, put some glue on it, was cut and paste. And he actually helped, more than helped me out with the original La band. He was actually, you know, made it happen, you know. Uh, and made that thing end up working. Uh, that was literally cut and paste. Ian helped me on the uh, on the second version of it too. Uh, it's not his business by any means, but we remained uh, best friends all these years. And um, when something new's coming up, he helps out. And, uh, unfortunately, we don't talk all that much. I I like him and stuff on Facebook more than I uh, yeah. th- than talk, and I have to get with it because we've been friends for a little quick story on this. Uh, my mother is uh, working uh, in Boston at the time. I'm, My God, how old was I? 12 years old, 11, 12 years old. And uh, she has to take the, the bus to the train station and the train station into Boston, wow. living in Everett at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it was in those days. And um, she's at the train station, and she hears the kids selling newspapers uh, talking about wrestling. And I was into wrestling as a kid. And she's standing there and got kids selling the newspapers. And she said, uh, hey, kid, you like wrestling? You met my mother. Yeah. You know, that's her style. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he says, yeah. She says, my <laughs> kid likes wrestling, too. Uh, here's our phone number. Call him and get together with them. You guys will be good friends. <laughs> Swear to God, this is what happened. She set you up. And uh, she, she come home that day. And said, listen, this kid Paul's going to call you up. He says he was talking about wrestling. He's always working. He's there selling the papers out in the cold and stuff. He's a good kid. You should be friends with him. And I go, Ma,
7: what are you doing? Right,
5: right. An hour or two later, the phone rings, and she gets it. and She's talking to him on the phone. She says, here, this is Paul. Talk to him. He's your new friend. I'm like, Ma, what are you doing? Right. And I talk to him, and this is Paul Antonelli, my friend
0: to this day. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the, uh, it's warm there, Charlie. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, Dave, I got to tell you, our chat box is filled. We have your buddy Dovin from uh, from Israel listening. Yeah. Uh, new retailer, the Cigar and Lounge uh, from Massachusetts, Watertown, Mass. Plugging in, um, Thank and all you. the regulars. But they're, they're they're loving it. They love the uh, the story of um, of Jerry. They love Jerry. It was awesome. We, maybe, we, can we get him as a guest again? You think? If he comes up, I I know on uh, I asked. Maybe him. he'll invite
5: us up there. Go live from there. Go live from then there. They'll let us smoke. If they won't let us smoke, we're out. That's true. we got to smoke. And Vermont's a tough one. I love Jerry's ice cream. His politics, on the other hand, I looked yeah. into a little of that. We're a little thing. But we still can be friends. That's right. And that, 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 that's a good um, segue. That's what we're good at here. To uh, what's going on. Uh, one of our next events coming up is Davidoff's yeah. Election Night Cigar Dinner. I'm there. This election, folks, I don't care which way you are going. It's the most important election this country has ever seen. Tuesday, November 6th. If you don't do anything, make sure you go out and vote either way. True. It's that important. There's a lot of stuff going on. But we're getting together at Salvatore's Restaurant in Lawrence, Mass. 6 p.m. till the winner is called for a five-course elegant cigar dinner. Uh, three super premium Davidoff cigars, big screen TVs to view the election election results, and we got some big elections in Massachusetts, big elections here in New Hampshire. Yeah. Let alone the presidential election. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Mix and mingle with Republicans and Democrats alike, and it doesn't matter what you are. Doesn't matter if you're not a Democrat or Republican. I probably like you better. Make up your own mind. Uh, and celebrate. Either way, whatever the results go in, we're lighting up cigars and we're going to celebrate being Americans, if anything else, right? That's That's awesome. awesome. We're all Americans. We're all cigar smokers. Let's get together. Tickets for that event is $100. Stop by Two Guys if you want to do it or call us if you want to be part of this. It's the first time we're doing it. Uh, We're going to... It'll be a small group, like 100 people or so, and uh, we'll have a nice time. Instead of sitting home myself, flicking the channels and stuff, let me sit there with my friends and smoke cigars. Whichever way it goes, it's going to go. We're certainly not going to have any be able to push it either direction. Right. Uh, So let's have some fun doing it anyway. And it's Tuesday night. What else you got to do on Tuesday night? It'll be the best 100 you ever spent anyway.
0: Is Mr. Jonathan going to DJ for us? Hey, Maybe and, not.
5: Yeah, just some background music yeah. or something. I mean, it, it's mostly going to be uh, watching that thing and having some drinks and smoking cigars. And he DJ'd your party. He did. He did a great job. He not only DJ'd the party w- while doing the radio show, <laughs> yeah. while being a representative of two guys, were the manager of the store and handling that off. So he he was pulling three things off at once. So That's good. He did a good job. Uh, next year's party. We had, uh, and we've never done this before, actually announce it and showcase it at the event. And the
0: way you guys showcased it.
5: And what we did is, uh, tickets will go on sale on May 4th, it's a Saturday, uh, 2013. So it's way in the future. But we gave the opportunity to the people that were there to buy in if they wanted because we were going to showcase and give them a, a small window if they want. We might have sold 50, 60 tickets there and then shut it off that was it you're there we're going to give you a little opportunity to buy in if you want because when this event comes out on that day and i'm going to uh, make my plea right now saturday may 4th tickets go on sale at 10 a.m by 6 p.m Gone. we will be sold out this is going to be a one-day thing it's going to sell out and what we did is show a little uh, video montage of what we have planned it's awesome i had looked into this product for years uh it's part of,
0: of the Cigar Authority, on the intro of the Cigar Authority. Yes, it is. What does he say? Uh, oh, wait. There's a couple of them. You put me on the spot here. Um,
5: what, I don't know. It's oh, good. man. Well. <laughs> I don't know. You guys will hear it. It will come to me. Yeah. Anyway, this, there's some clips. of. This the, is the big one. I've been waiting for all my life. Yeah, yeah. This is the big one. I've been waiting for all my life. I've been waiting for this one all my life, too. Back to the Future uh, came out in 1985.
0: One of the greatest movies ever made, period.
5: And in 1985, we opened Two Guys Smoke Shop. So what I look into is what happened in 1985. Listen, I got very busy. I went from a nightclub DJ with nothing to do all day long into owning a store and keeping the DJ thing going with no time after that. So one of the last movies, and I went and I would go and see every single movie because I had nothing to do all day long. Yeah. Um, one of the last movies that I had the opportunity with lots of time was Back to the Future. And I look at different things. What happened in 1985? Well, Back to the Future is the one that stands out uh, the strongest. And what is the icon of Back to the Future? The DeLorean. The DeLorean. So how do I get a hold of the DeLorean? And I don't want a DeLorean. This thing's got to be primo. It's got to have short mileage on I don't know how to fix anything. Nothing. So I'm not. I'm certainly not gonna. And how do you fix a DeLorean anyway? It's it's made of stainless steel. Where do you bring it? This thing's got to be primo. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you know it? That somebody that comes to our anniversary party, people ask me these questions all the time. Where did you get the Rolls Royce? Where did you get the uh, 1936 Cadillac? Cadillac? This and this and this. And it always comes from our customers that we start talking and oh, you know how to get a hold of one of those? I know a guy, or I have one of these. Somebody pulls up with the DeLorean. (laughs) I'm at the store. I don't even know what happened. I show back up at the store. They said, this guy that owns the lumber yard up a thing, he's got a DeLorean. He came here to see you. I'm like, really? And he said, you interested? I said, yeah. So I call him up, and he said, "Uh, can I come see you on Monday and show it to you? I said, sure. He pulls up. Let me tell you, a car pulls from across the street. The car stops. Guy gets out of the car, runs over. Can I take a picture of that? Oh, my God. Beep. Horns are beeping. All kinds of stuff's going on. I go, That's exactly what I want to happen. So this has proven itself already. I said, all right, this is 19. The the cars were made. The DeLorean was made in 81-82. That was it. That's it. Out of Ireland. That was the only time it was ever made. You don't have to ask what year it is. It's those two. That's it. Um, But the problem is it's going to have hundreds of thousands of miles on it. What has to be done to it? How do you get the parts? Turns out there's a place out in Texas that bought all the parts and they actually construct these things still they make one a year one a month i'm sorry one a month it costs about eighty thousand dollars a piece i can't do eighty thousand this is a mathematical equation how this night works the manufacturers certainly help out a ton but it doesn't work at eighty thousand dollars i look at the car it looks mint i'm like what's the story with this he said never seen a raindrop wow uh i Wipe this thing with a diaper every day. It's like serious. Low mileage? 10,000 miles. Come on. He said every single mile is documented of what I did. Uh, The guy before me, here it is here. Uh, This is it. Wow. Uh, I know what you do with them. We can have some fun. Do you want to do it? We negotiated. I said absolutely right there and then. Let's do it. The 27th anniversary hadn't even happened yet. (laughs) And I got 28th all wrapped up. And I'll be honest with you. I had it so wrapped up. I mean, I'm thinking of the 28th anniversary. I'm very, very excited over the 28th, and the 27th hadn't even happened. You know, wow. I, I almost couldn't wait till 27 was over to get into <laughs> 28. So we're going to give away the DeLorean. We're going to come up with crazy ideas and things like that. By all means, if anybody has an idea of what to do based on the movie. We've got to get Doc
0: Brown. Or Dr. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Brown, right? Dr. Dr. Brown, yeah. yeah. Dr. Uh, Emmett Brown, right? I think yeah. that's his name from the movie. I forget the actor's name. Uh, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, yeah. We've got to get Christopher Lloyd. I'm yeah. going to make that a mission. That
5: would be awesome. And, um, you know, the music of those days uh. and the music from the movie and, you know, what is it? I need a flux capacitor. Can we make a flux capacitor, an ashtray, or do, you know, what can we do or whatever? So the Cigar Authority, um, info at the Cigar Authority, or Dave at the Cigar Authority. Either home. one will work, yep. Um, you know, let me know if you come up with anything. Uh, I'm dangerous
0: because if you say it, I'll probably actually really do it. Yes, so
5: yes. Be careful.
0: Flux capacitor. I mean, that's that's what we got to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, yeah, th- but that's the plan anyway. So I'm, I'm talking. This is a big monster. I got
0: Yeah, you, re- you relight. I'm going to well, tell I'm lit. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, we've smoked three of these now, three Lagianas. The box press so far is my favorite. And we just started. I mean, I'm only... Not even an inch in. A lot of flavor. A lot of flavor. A lot of flavor. Lot of flavor. Uh, just oh so mild. When mm-hmm. you get
5: down to the the old one, same mild cigar, but but more flavor becomes the natural of today. And you get into oh. the um, the Maduro version, it comes a lot of flavor. You get into the ten four, it's just over over over. Uh, got some notes passing
0: here. We yeah, got some notes passing. Michael J. Fox. You are saying that could be a potential guest? What? He
8: lives in
5: Lives, lives Michael in, J.
0: Fox lives in Vermont. Jerry can pick him up. Maybe Jerry Garcia. There. That's
5: Jerry Garcia isn't coming. He's not coming down for breakfast. <laughs> Jerry Garcia.
0: But Jerry from ben and, ben and Jerry's might have a connection. We might be able to do something here. We might be able to make some mountains move. Ding, 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 ding. Michael J. Fox.
5: And he's he's very sick, right? Yeah. But it would be awesome to have him there. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. That would be big. That would be big. Have him we pull, up pull that in DeLorean. Off? You know, and, and we've got, I, I remember when the, um, the guy won the World Series of Poker, um, Greg Raymer. Yeah, yeah. $7 million. We called him up the next day. He answered the phone. We, we looked him up. We Googled him. We called. He answered the phone. And we said, we'd like to get you at the cigar store and uh, do this promotion and blah, 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 blah. And five minutes later, things all set up and done. You never know. If you don't ask. And boom, the guy had just won the World Series. The guy's on the front cover of Cigar Aficionado when he did it. And we had him in the store because all we did is ask. So the answer is we're asking Michael J. Fox. Yes, we are. And Christopher Lloyd. Yes, we are. Maybe we can have a reunion. Yeah. I can just pray that they're into cigars. That would be the the thing. If, If they got into cigars, we can... That at that point, that you know, now we're gonna blow the top off. The oh thing. my god! So, May 4th, Saturday, May 4th, 10 a.m., the tickets will go on sale. Come into the stores, buy it, call, do whatever you got to do. Um, I promise you, it's gonna sell out that day. Oh, I pr-
0: And if, if it gets as big we as we like it to be, and it probably will be, it we will we, sell it before we, six. Listen,
5: there's 400 seats, we can't squeeze any more people, and we had 409. <laughs> Which, which was the extra table. So I said to him, you can squeeze one more table. And he says, it only holds 400 people. And I said, squeeze one more table. And he says, your stage is giant to begin with because you gave away 400 prizes. The thing was the whole thing. It was like
0: ridiculous. Did it, was there anything left over, by the way? I mean, everything went, right? The the the, the goalposts? Yeah, yeah. We sold the stage. The we, tent? Yeah. We, we, we gave away. <laughs> the entire set basically set. went.
5: Yeah, we gave away the, the set as a, one of the. 400 prizes that went on, so it was pretty funny. We had comedians there. Mr. Jonathan did the music. It was a good time. It was good. Uh, What else do we got going on? Oh, um, on October twentieth show coming up, um, Saturday, October 20th, um, we are very, very excited about a brand we're carrying in the store now, a new cigar for us. It's one of the oldest cigars. As a matter of fact, it's the oldest cigar ever to have a cigar band on it from the 1800s. It's Byron. And they have, uh, the folks at Byron have a brand, Byron and Attabee. Well, the owner of that uh, brand, which is a worldwide brand, is Nelson Alfonso. He lives in Cuba, he lives in Spain, uh, and he's coming to the United States, and we're going to have him up here for a few days, and we're going to make sure we have him on the show on October 20th. And uh, with him will be Stephen Abib, who is the uh, U.S. distributor of it, and we'll have him on too. But they'll exp- explain Byron. Um, the thing about Nelson: Nelson is a designer. He designs all the ceramic jars and ashtrays and packaging for all the Cuban uh, special limited releases, including the Cohiba Beehike oh. and all those different things like that. Uh, he does all that gold work, gold foil artistry that goes into it he decided to put his own company together he is the um um great 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 grandfather or grandson of um byron and if you turn over any of those um cuban limited release products you'll see byron printed on the bottom of it that's him that's his company and he decided to uh come out with the brand after all these years it went out of business in 1930 and um they were the first people to litrograph on a cigar band, the name of the brand on it. And um, it had so much history wow. to it. I've heard the history lesson. I mean it could go into hours and hours of the, the history beyond this thing. But as expensive as the cigar is, and these cigars run from 20 to $40 a piece, At the trade show this year, I was so excited about the cigar and smoking them. My problem was I didn't know if we were ever going to be able to sell the cigar because they were so expensive. And listen, we're up here in New Hampshire. We're going to be able to sell a $30, $40 cigar. I got to tell you, these cigars are flying off the shelves. They're doing very well. People will pay that kind of money for a cigar in that kind of quality. It's going really good. They're so excited about how well we're moving it. They decided to... uh, Get him from Europe, bring him over here, and uh, he's going to do a three-day event with us, a day at each store, and then a um, 20th on the show. And uh, we got to figure out the logistics of where we're going to be each day, but I'm excited to have him on there and and tell us all about the history of of Cuban cigars and uh, his his new cigar buyer. Next week, uh, we prepare for Halloween with some unbelievable cigars. Uh, You guys haven't even... You have no idea what you're in store for next week uh, with these cigars that are coming out for Halloween. I think you think you know what they're going to be, but you're wrong.
0: We're the authority.
5: Yeah, you're wrong. You think you know what it is, but it's not that. We can can actually have that, too, but it's not that. Be prepared. Cool. Uh, uh, We'll have to scoop on that and and lots more next week. So, anyway, for Mr. Jonathan, wherever you are, Chuck Morrison, what? Where is he, by the way? I think he's up, is he in Maine or way up in New Hampshire, way in the mountains of New Hampshire? He's been doing that lately. Squeezing him in. He said this should be it. He you says he'll go anywhere. He'll go anywhere if, uh, and they don't even have to pay for the uh, Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Cost. That's
0: That That's the pledge right there. Here we go. Uh,
5: so for Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, I'm David Garofalo. Thank you for listening this week on the Cigar Authority on the United Retailers Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing more this past two hours, learn this. Just keep the lit end out of your mouth.
0: Here for Desperado cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady too. Desperado Cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado Cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear?
3: Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven.